If you really want this, then nothing is going to stop you from achieving it. And it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter how other people are triggered by who you are. Because that's their stuff and that's what needs healing for them. And if that means that you have to lose every single friend in your life that you've had until now, if that means you have to walk this path alone, then that so be it. If that is what you are here to, and you are called to do, then you have got to be willing to go there. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Patrick Cook. Welcome to Being. Being is a place where we gather to explore some of life's most difficult questions. What does it mean to lead a meaningful life? What does it mean to live a life of purpose or on purpose? How do we make sense of the world? Really what we're asking is, what the hell is going on? My intention with this podcast is to explore what it means to be human in the modern world through the lens of creativity, consciousness, and personal development. Through authentic conversations with a wide array of guests, including artists, intellectuals, scientists, visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders, Being ventures to make collective sense of an increasingly complex world with the unifying goal of building a sustainable future for all. As humanity continues to march full steam towards extinction, we can no longer afford to simply ask, what is best for me? The question now must become, what is best for me and the whole simultaneously. And so, dear audience, I want to inspire you to take full responsibility, to find your purpose, and to engage your evolution as a conscious agent. I challenge you to live your being. If you're enjoying the content, please do subscribe to the show and get a new episode delivered directly to your device every Friday. And as always, I love hearing from you. So please do rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whichever platform you prefer. Also, I'm proud to announce that the show is now available on YouTube. And you can also follow us on our new Instagram page, at Being with Patrick Cook. For show notes and more information, head on over to being-podcast.com. Now, on with the show. With a passion for leadership and cultural diversity, Dawn Bates brings a wealth of knowledge and experience like no other. Her expertise lies in making you rethink your business blueprint, your life, and the world we live in, harnessing the deepest freedom of all, your own truth. As well as being an international best-selling author multiple times over, author strategist and publisher, Dawn specializes in developing brand expansion, step change strategies, and global visions, underpinned by her profound wisdom, molecule-shaking approach, high energy, and trademark giggle. Dawn Bates, welcome to being. Dawn Bates, welcome to being. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm excited to be here with you again, Patrick. But on yes. this one, it's the first time. Again, it's yeah, not right. the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so Don and I connected online. Jeez, it must be a year and a half ago now, at least. And um, we just were sort of orbiting around each other's uh, orbits. <laughs> and we ended up chatting a few times. And then about six months ago, you contacted me with an incredible opportunity to be part of a book that you were helping um, f- uh, fellow author Jocelyn Bates uh, to write. Bellows. So, and I, Bellows, I'm sorry, Don Bates, Jocelyn Bellows. Um, and I immediately said yes, even though it scared the shit out of me. Uh, it was a book called Breakdown to Wake Up um, about personal transformation and overcoming adversity. It was a compilation, a collaboration between 16 authors, was it? Yeah, 16 of us over five continents, and I don't know how many time zones that included, but enough. <laughs> wow, yes, and it was, 
<laughs> it was just a remarkable journey, um, deeply triggering for me, but an, also an opportunity to, to, to tell my story and to share my wisdom and magic as all the other authors did. And it's an incredible piece of work that I'm very proud of. So th first, thank you, Don, for inviting me to be part of that project. Um, you are an international best-selling yeah. author and an author strategist and a publisher and just an amazing person altogether. So I'm really pleased to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. You're not so bad yeah. yourself, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start with just like a fundamental question. So for people who don't know you or don't know your, your mission, like what is your big why? Why do you do what you do? What is your mission on the planet? Oh, right. Let's get down. That's a big one, right? Yeah, right. it's like right in. Let's go right in. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> um, I hate bullies and I hate it when people are told they cannot be who they are um, and can't speak their truth. So my mission is to uh, provide a platform for people to absolutely love who they are um, love their journey and speak their truth while standing in it and inspiring other people. So yeah. Wow. Bring it on. Yes. Woo! What a beautiful, articulate and concise way to put it. And in fact, it says on your, on your bio, on your website, it says her expertise lies in making you rethink your business blueprint, your life and the world we live in, harnessing the deepest freedom of all your own truth. Well, I thought that was so powerful. Mm. So I wanted to ask you, how mm. do you support your clients in finding their truth? Um, well, there are lots of different ways that, because obviously everyone's at a different uh, stage of what they're doing. Um, and um, people have already got business experience. They've already got um, public speaking experience and they've probably been on a coaching journey before. So sometimes it's the, I mean, I know that those that know me will know that when I say it's a softly, softly catchy monkey kind of uh, way, like there's nothing soft and gentle about Dawn, really. She just kicks you, up, <laughs> kicks you in the kidneys and tells you to get on with it. <laughs> I know from firsthand experience. <laughs> yeah, we've had some fun. Uh -huh. But again, it's, um, you know, it is about just, having those conversations that no one really wants to have. It's about holding space for people and um, just presenting back to them their own bullshit excuses that they're using or actually saying, well, if you really want this, then nothing is going to stop you from achieving it and it doesn't matter what other people think it doesn't matter what other people say it doesn't matter how other people are triggered by who you are because that's their stuff and that's what needs healing for them if you are ready to be all of who you are and you want to speak up about something whether it's like a political injustice or whether it's about religious oppression whether it's about body image or whatever it is that you Oh, that I, I did a post the other day. We went, my son and I, who's visiting me from the UK, he, um, we went somewhere and there was a goat, such a cute goat. It was just so cute. I was like, oh my God, goats are just amazing. Um, they're like, they're really cheeky and naughty. So I kind of resonate with a goat. Um, and, um, <laughs> and I was like, what is that one thing that really gets your goat? The one thing that, you know, when people do it, you're just like, ah, why is that? Why does that happen? Mm. You know, and what is it that really pisses you off about the world? What is that solution or that problem you want to bring a solution to? And let's go for it. Let's go find out why, and then let's go and create a solution for it. And if that means that you have to lose every single friend in your life that you've had until now, if that means you have to walk this path alone, then let's so be it. If that is what you are here to, and you are called to do, then you have got to be willing to go there. And if you're not, then I'm probably not the right person to have in your space, either as a friend yeah. or as a coach. Because yeah. don't tell me you want to do something and then and then back out because I just oh God what's wrong with you I, I I'm not a very <laughs> yeah I'm 
Yeah. It, it takes it takes tremendous courage, and again, I know from experience from working with you to to get past your own bullshit and get past your own programming because we're taught from a very young age in society to look externally for validation and to follow the rules and to defer our power to authority. So we're talking about like deep, deep programming that you need to get over in order to have the courage to speak your mm-hmm. truth. But like, but like you said, when you connect into that that deeper sense of purpose and like this is what I'm here to do, then nothing else should matter, even if it means alienating friends, if it means you know um, getting outcast from social uh, societies or whatever. It's it, but it's it's incredibly difficult. It's it's challenging to to speak your truth. So I honor you for supporting people in doing it, and it's it's much much needed work, especially now because the world is full of bullshit and lies. <laughs> right. Oh. So like yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> what what did that bring up? What did that bring up for you? What, what did that bring up for you when I said uh, that? Oh, you know, just like I, I'm looking at this uh, you know, like how it's like the naughty pet child and parent pleasing, you know, like the because You've got this naughty child, which is the government, who wants its own way and wants to do everything that it wants to do, okay? And it will tell us lies to get us to do what it wants to do. It's a naughty child. And by us obeying everything without thinking, we are those people-pleasing parents who are Mm -hmm. saying to people, oh, it's okay, I'll I'll do what you want me to do. Yes, you can go play with your friends. Yes, you can eat all that crap that you provide us with. Yes, we will poison our bodies and sacrifice ourselves just so that you'll be so so that we can have what we want. It's all mm. it's like it's just so crazy. And why are we even listening to the government when they eat oh, you've really got me on one now, Patrick. Right? Why are we even <laughs> listening to these organizations? Because the World Health Organizations and the Food Standards Authorities they're the ones that are putting all of this poison and all this toxicity and all this sugar in our food and saying, yes, it's healthy. They're allowing food manufacturers to create something which is not even food to put in our bodies to create all these acidic environments which cancer grows into. They're creating these situations where we end up like poisoning ourselves and poisoning our minds so that we become ill. And then they can provide us with the uh, the solution to the mm. problem. I mean, you totally. only have to go. I mean, I've gone like I'm proper geek, and you know, I love being a geek or a nerd, as my son corrected me because apparently I'm not a geek. I'm a nerd. Like <laughs> I've been seriously corrected, but I'm like, oh my god. Like he goes, because a geek is someone with with glasses and spots and da da da. I'm like, okay, so I haven't got glasses and spots anymore, but I used to. Um, But when we look at history and we look at the Industrial Revolution, okay, what we see is we would, when and even going back to medieval times, we had to obey people who thought they were better than us. We had to pay them just to exist and live in us in the world that we were born into. They don't own it. None of us own the world. Right. And then we go down the like fast forward a few of the few medieval times, which I know I've been like, you know, burnt at the stake and drowned and, you know, past lives and all that jazz. Right. And which people will then go, oh, she's one of those. And then they'll try and use that to discredit me. But you know what? I don't get this much wisdom in 43 years for having not been here before. I'm telling you that for nothing. Uh Right. And when you look at the Industrial Revolution and the way in which the education system was developed, it was developed to make us follow orders and it was there to program us to do a certain set of tasks and to believe a certain set of things. When you look at education systems around the world, and I have been a school governor and I have taught in different countries, and my children have been in the state and private, uh, and I've also unschooled them. Um, and when you look at this, we're fed all of this BS and it's made us really, really sick. We have been made to work really, really long hours just to survive. You know, you, the companies we work for are taxed, we are taxed, and that leaves very little. And so we end up having to work all these extra hours. So we end up putting all of this 
caffeine and all these drugs to stay awake. And then we we buy into the $72 billion sleep industry to take, you know, um, sleeping tablets, which actually make us do some really batshit crazy things. Yeah, if people have not read The Sleep Revolution by Arianna Huffington, I highly recommend it. We sleep less, and if we sleep less than eight hours a day, we're three times more likely to get sick. Most mm-hmm. people are lucky if they get six hours. You know, you and I are both parents. We know what a sla- lack of sleep do does to 100%. us. The Chinese, <laughs> the Chinese use a lack of sleep as Chinese torture, right? So when you consider all of these different aspects of the world we live in, and you look at the bad food that keeps us stimulated and poisoned and that creates cancer-causing environments, organizations like the Cancer Research Authority, they are committing corporate manslaughter every single day by lying to people. Going, We're looking for a cure. We're looking for a cure. Yeah, it's called healthy eating, positive thinking, lots of fruit, and, you know, and CBD. Let's be honest. <laughs> and I am just like, and I see these people, some people, smart, intelligent people just go, oh, okay, I've got to wear a mask. Why have you? Why do I have to wear a mask? If you believe that that mask, that it's actually allowing you to breathe back in your own poisons and toxins that should be leaving your bodies and all the microfibers that are going back inside your body every time you breathe in, You know, that's increasing the chances of pleurisy and lung and chest infections. That's one thing, right? But then it's like, well, if you really truly believe that your mask is going to protect you, then I don't really need to wear a mask because, you know, it's not going to go in if yours is not coming out. That would be one. That would be another thing, right? (laughs) But stop breathing with your mouth open, people. Breathe through your nose. You know, mouth breathers, <laughs> beware. And if, <laughs> and if, oh, I'm so on it now, like, come on. <laughs> and, and if it's okay for us to take our masks off when we're eating breakfast in a hotel or on an airplane, what what does COVID have a deal with the air conditioning companies not to propagate the itself <laughs> around us? And does it have a deal with the airlines? And the what about the politicians that are not wearing it? Yesterday, we went on a sailing trip around the island, and we got in a jeep, open-top jeep. We were in a national park, and the guy told me to put my mask on. I was like, why? There's, it's an open-top jeep. <laughs> like, there's so much ventilation here. And I'm in a forest with lots of, you know, the lungs of the planet. I don't think the, co- the trees are going to give me COVID. And I'm just like, <laughs> So I, I think a go. good... More fundamental question is why do people obey? Like why do they just do what they're told? Because they've been programmed that way. People in general want to be ruled because it takes far more energy to think for yourself, to be conscious. You know, they'd rather just go about their lives and be distracted and be told what to do and just stay unconscious and drink their wine and consume their shitty food and watch Netflix because that's easy. And they don't have to think. They don't have to be leaders. And that's why people don't do it. And and so when you say when you're saying these things and somebody who might be listening is like, what the hell is she talking about? You know, she's crazy. You know, it's <laughs> it, it's frustrating because, you know, we when you zoom out and you become aware of the bigger picture and the bigger perspective, you can't unsee it. And then now it's just no. like, holy shit, how far and how deep it goes the programming mm-hmm. of the matrix that we live in and the education system is in on it, the agricultural system, the media, big pharma, big tech, all of it, everybody is in on it, on controlling you. And I heard it expressed beautifully the other day, the people in charge, the elites have control over everything, the land, the money, the everything. Mm-hmm. Now the final frontier is your mind. So what we're looking at right now is the battle for consciousness itself. It's a spiritual war mm-hmm. against your mind. And the, the, the prize is your mind and the battlefield is also your mind, right? And so now more than ever, it is imperative for us to take back our control of our mind and to think consciously because, and it does take effort, which is why a lot of people don't mm-hmm. do it. And they're just like, oh, I have to wear three masks now because Fauci told me to. What a fucking joke. It's unbelievable. <laughs> right? That's like wearing three condoms. Like, 
like, why right? did you do that? <laughs> oh my god! If you don't want to get pregnant, don't have sex. Really, it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. It is frustrating. It <laughs> yeah. What they're not having sex or wearing the three condoms? <laughs> I've been single a long time. What can I say? <laughs> hey, are you feeling lost? Frustrated? Angry about the state of the world, but unsure what to do about it? I get it. The world is a pretty messed up place right now. Yet in these interesting times of shattered realities, many people are using alcohol to escape and numb their feelings of anxiety, dread, and uncertainty. I know. I did it for years. This is why I've made it my mission to support brave souls in mastering their inner world and finding a deeper sense of purpose. To that end, I created Reset 2020. Reset is a personal transformation mastermind group with the intention of resetting your relationship with alcohol and becoming the best version of yourself in an empowering, supportive online community. To check out more about Reset 2020 and to watch my masterclass video, head on over to go.patrickcooklife.com. Remember, cook is spelled with an E, C-O-O-K-E. So it's go.patrickcooklife.com. All right, now back to the show. So a, a big reason why I started this podcast is to have these types of conversations, even if they're uncomfortable. Let's let's go into the places that mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about or we've been taught not to think about and like let's put it all on the table. Let's di- like dig up our deepest shit. Let's ask the tough questions because we can't afford to fuck around mm-hmm. anymore. Like the world is going no, in a very dangerous direction. And so this is like, uh, this is my calling to people. It's like, wake the fuck up and start asking questions. Take your power back. And that's why I was so attracted, attracted to you in the first place. Cause that's what you do. And you help other people to wake the fuck up and get over their own bullshit and unconscious um, programming and to speak their truth. And that's exactly what we need. So thank you for helping me and everybody else that you have helped so far. Yeah. It's incredible. So, <laughs> all right tirade over <laughs> i love it how we do this and i was like i was just yeah. thinking oh my god can you imagine me you and adam on a podcast together i know i know oh my god. we would break so, the internet <laughs> break the internet but again Let's it's like it. a, like there's there's no there's no time to tiptoe around anymore like i can't tiptoe around no. other people's triggers it's like fuck it man like the gloves are off. The people in charge don't care anymore. They're doing it out in the open. They're taking away cared. our rights. They're taking. They've never. They've cared. never cared. But in the past, it was kind of hidden, right? Let's just keep it behind the shadows. And now it's like, fuck it. It's all out. You know, just like full mm-hmm. on agenda programming. It's like this is it. They're going full bore towards new world order, digital slavery, and we are. <laughs> this is on the the cusp. We are on the cusp right now. I've heard it described. We are mm-hmm. in the trap and the door is closing. It's not closed yet, but they're, the door is no, closing. So it, it's, no, it's time. Not. It's time. No. Uh, it's wow. like, you know, okay. like there's some of us that are about to slide, you know, those point in the action movies. And like there are a yeah. few of us, we're just going to go straight out the door. <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're, this is not us. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Woo! Okay, so let's see. Let's see. Let, let, let let's 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 come back to sort of because creativity is a big part of your life as it is in mine. And so mm-hmm. I want to sort of ask you what what is your current relationship with your own creativity, and how has that changed over time over your career? Oh, um, well. If you'd have seen me about an hour ago, I was crying my eyes out writing a chapter. Um, <laughs> Cause again, this work is deep. This work, when you yeah. like um, Lani, who, you know, uh, Lani Mulvey, yeah. she is a women's strength advocate. Um, and we're, we're writing and publishing her book at the moment, standing in strength. And it's all about the conditionings again, that we've had about what, as a woman, and her next book is about men, you know, what are we being programmed to look like and be, what are the thoughts that we have told ourselves, what is it our culture has told us, 
you know, you've got mm. a, you've got a, I think she's about five foot, um, five foot Filipino woman who was told that, you know, she shouldn't be anything but a nurse or someone's wife and she should be quiet and not take a space. Here is Lani, right? Badass, powerlifting, like just an amazing, and her giggle, I mean, honestly, all we do is send each other food pictures and cackle. Um, but her book, um, <laughs> You know, I'm writing about my story of, you know, what it was like doing a half marathon after I nearly died having my second child. You know, I gained mm. 62 kilos. And what was that journey of losing that 62 kilos? And, you know, I'd gone from being a swimmer and a runner and, you know, working out seven days a week. You know, some days it was yoga, some days it was rowing, some days it was spinning and then kicking ass in the dojo, and but always swimming. You know, to, you know, when you go through all of those and your sport changes and then you get to my age, as my son keeps like to remind me, um, you know, and, you know, I'm 43, you know, and all my friends are going, oh, the menopause is coming. I'm like, shut up, you know, and it's like your hormones change, your body shape changes. I sail a lot of the time now, um, you know, and during lockdown, the mixed martial arts had to stop um, because the gyms weren't open. Um, so it was like I was swimming in the ocean, um, dancing around my apartment. And, and it, it's such a powerful book because, again, we've been conditioned on what women should look like. We've been conditioned on what a man should look like. We've been conditioned in so many ways. And so my creativity is changing because the stronger I become and the more I stand in my truth, the more I'm like, oh, this is just like, I, I mean, I'm getting to choose on a whole new level who I work with. Um, the more I stand in my truth, the more of this work I do with people who stand in their truth, the more of people like yourself and I come forward. And it, it's just really exciting. But I get to, I mean, I've always been creative. I'm always that one that's like, yeah, this is a really good idea. Let's go do that. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, 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 it would be a really good idea. Let's, I dare you. Like, and no one would like to be dead by dawn. No one likes a dawny dare um, because, you know, they double dare me back and then I triple dare them. I'm like, yeah, it's game on time. Have you, have you always been like that? Like embracing the dangerous creative <laughs> edge? Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I did make I've always done... I like, you know, it's like I was the first one in my family to move out of the village, you know. Mm. Oh, my God. that I was the first one to even have a relationship with a brown-faced person, you know. Mm. I was the first one to go to a foreign land and, you know, and like I you know, to have children of someone of a different race or a different religion. Oh, my God. Like, what? Um, mm. But I, you know, I do, I've always done, um, I think I was like, I, I was a raver. I took drugs. You know, I loved it. I had loads of fun. And it, it wasn't so much as the white pill or the blue, you know, the black, red pill or the blue pill. It was like the white pill or, or the line, you know, and it was all good. And it's just something that, but again, I love take, used to take, I mean, I used to take um, acid and um, I loved it because it was never about, you know, going off and doing the hallucinations. It was like, okay. If the guys who came up with the atom and the molecule and they could see it down to that level, this was probably a really bad thing for me to have learned in my teens, I'm telling you, right? <laughs> because learning about psychology and learning that um, therapists used to give people um, acid to help them go deeper and to expand their brain, I was like, oh, that sounds mm. amazing. I'm going to go do that. And I used to go and read it. I used to take some acid uh, with my, and, but I was very, very careful who I took it with because it was like, I want to go on a journey of discovery. I'm not here just to get yeah. wasted. That was never my intention. Yeah. It was like, okay, what can we learn? What can we discover about ourselves and our own mind? People are using ayahuasca and mushrooms and they've been doing it for centuries, you know, and there's so much taboo around it. But the thing is, when you study the brain, which I have, um, <laughs> Again, I went down the rabbit hole of neurology and neuroscience and neurolinguistic programming when my ex-husband had a brain tumour. Again, I'm a nerd, not a geek. Wow. Apparently, I'm a nerd, <laughs> you know. Uh, 
So it's like, okay, where, what can I discover about myself and the bullshit that I'm telling myself? And okay, well, if that's that, and that's that, and that's that. And so I always used to do jigsaws. Mm. And this is what life is about. It's about taking all these things that you've learned and all these experiences you've gained and everything that your friends have gone through and all of this, and you put these pieces together and looking at history, looking at geography and looking at culture. And this is where my seven-month authority mastermind comes in because I'm not just doing a leadership course. I'm not just doing a business course or how to write a book course. That's like mm. if you want to do that, there's loads of other people out there that will do it. I am taking you through a journey of leadership in the natural world, in the human world, through history, through geography, through culture, standing in your truth, what that looks like, how to do a business blueprint, how to expand your brand and leverage your life. And all of this stuff that I have gone brah about today, you can, I just love this work because unless we actually bring all of this together, we're only looking at one side of who we are. We're not looking at mm. all of who we are and the amazingness that we are. People look at themselves and they just see this outward thing, but they forget to look at what's going on inside of them. You know, mm -hmm. just even now as having this conversation, how many syntaxes are snapping in our brains? How much oxygen is being pumped around our body? How many nerve endings are being stimulated? And, you know, and how fast is our heart beating, our lungs? And all of this is happening and we're not even paying attention to it. And people go, oh, I really don't like myself. Like, how can you not like yourself when all that is happening? And all those mm. women that come up with excuses of why they can't do something, I'm like, are you for real? You can give birth. You can grow mm. a human body inside of you. And you don't think you can do stuff? <laughs> you need to get present to who you are, lady. And let's get on and do it. Because if you can give birth, you can do anything. Really, is that simple? Yeah. So, again, the question is, why do people, <laughs> why do people not do that? Is because we're programmed to look externally for validation. We're programmed to look mm -hmm. outwardly and defer our power to authority because that's how we are easily controlled. Mm -hmm. If we're kept scared, mm -hmm. we're kept distracted, we're kept dumbed down, we're kept unhealthy, we're far easier to control. And so if we're busy mm -hmm. all the time and we're caffeinated and we're distracted and we're drunk and we're uh, medicated, then we don't have time to sit in stillness and, con and contemplate. And be mm -hmm. in our truth, be in our wholeness, right? So meditation mm -hmm. for me has been an invaluable tool <sighs> because it, it allows us to know ourselves on a deep level absent of external influence. And nobody mm -hmm. does it. I'm, okay, not nobody, but a lot of people don't do it. <laughs> and, and frankly, because we're so used to running on the fucking treadmill and being distracted and being busy, sitting in stillness is actually fucking terrifying. Right. And mm -hmm. so uh, like a lot of people, they're like, they, they can't even be in a room by themselves for five minutes. They freak out. It's like, oh, I need distraction. I need to do something else. Right. I and know, so, right? dude, like that's, that's step one. If you want to wake up and take your power back, you need to learn how to be by yourself in stillness for an extended period mm -hmm. of time and be okay yeah, with you what you find there. And then tap into the power, the truth, the intuition that you find you there, because that's who you truly are. It's not this mirage, this illusion of who you think you are out in the world that's controlled by media and advertising and all the bullshit, right? So mm -hmm. that's that's really where your power is. So, But again, it's programmed into us from childhood. As soon as we're born, we're put mm -hmm. into the system. We're born in a hospital. We're vaccinated. We're put into school. We're told to sit down and shut up, and it just goes on and on and on. So were you supported uh, by your family and by your your guardians or whoever it was in being creative and being self-expressed or were you told to sit down and shut up like how did you cultivate your perspective your attitude towards the world was it natural in you or did you have to fight for it well there's two things that just came up well three things that came up for me there um I was, uh, I remember being in science class with uh, my natural science teacher, Miss Richards. Um, and yeah, I, I have one of those memories. I remember too much stuff, but that's why people don't like arguing with me. Um, and um, <laughs> uh, oh shit, she remembered. Um, but um, I remember just gazing like, oh my God. So if she's saying that, and Mr. Badley said that, 
And Miss Peachy said that, and ah, uh, okay. Oh my God, that's amazing. Because I'm there putting all these jigsaw pieces together in my head, and Miss Richards is telling me to stop daydreaming. Right? But yeah. me daydreaming was not me daydreaming. Me daydreaming was me putting it all together and putting and then going, oh, if that's possible, what else is possible? And oh my God. And I was, you know, I was, believe it or not, I am shy. I am. When, like, you know, I am, um, I am getting, I probably will start blushing um, in a second, but, um, <laughs> oh, and the, yes, anyway, there, and my mum also, when, um, I always ask those really awkward questions for people. I was always that child that went, why? Why is that then? Mm. Well, why are you doing that? Why are we doing it this mm. way? Um, and so there's those. And I always would disappear into books. And mm. I remember my mum, like, Dawn Louise. And I'd freeze because she is my middle name. Um, <laughs> and I'd be like, what? I've been calling you for the last 10 minutes. Will you put that bloody book down? come and do the washing up or come and do the dishes or you know like just pay attention to what's going on and my mum always and my mummy again recently said to me and this is the third thing she was saying that like I just she kind of just backed off and left me to do whatever it was I wanted to do because she kind of always knew I'd come up smelling of roses whatever happened or whatever mischief I'd get up to um mm. and I'm really cheeky. My mum, I am like my mum in so many ways. Um, she speaks her mind, um, which is where I, you know, she doesn't really give a monkeys, as she calls it, what people think of her. Um, and she will say what she thinks. Um, and I love her for that. Um, and I would cringe with embarrassment sometimes, like my boys do. Um and they roll their eyes very loudly at me when I can't even figure out how to check someone's WhatsApp status. My son updated his WhatsApp status the other day. Oh, it's hilarious. I was like, wow, what? She did what? And he goes, what is wrong with you? You're so old. You even use email. I'm like, everyone uses email. He goes, no, they don't. I'm like, oh, God, I'm really like, you know, get a complex. But the thing is, I've always been... Like I said, I was really shy and then I did drama because I knew that if I was going to impact the world, and this is, I've been doing this since I was 14. I've been like, okay, mm. I want to do this. How do I do that? Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind. If I want to get to this point, I've got to figure out how I'm going to do it. Like when I had children, mm. um, I always knew I wanted two boys, four years apart, and I wanted to have my second child by the age of 30 because I studied child development. And I didn't mm. want to be called a geriatric mum. Because mums over 30 are geriatric mums. I was like, that's not very nice. <laughs> but then again, all the health implications. Okay, they're slightly different yeah. now. So I worked backwards. So at the age of 14, I knew that if I wanted to have two boys, two, four years apart, and my second one by the age of 30, I needed to have my first one by the age of 25, which meant I needed to be with my husband because I was going to get married and have kids. Um, I needed to be with him by the age of 23 at the very latest because we'd need two years together before we had chick kids. So I really ideally needed to be with him by the age of 21. Um, and then, so I, this was all written down in my journal. And I get scared sometimes because the stuff I write down in my journal actually comes true a lot, like seriously. Uh -huh. And sometimes I've been taught to get really, really quite precise. Uh -huh. Because sometimes what I write down, um, even to the point like when I was in New Zealand, when I started this crazy expedition that I'm doing at the moment, I wrote down that I would really love for a guy to sing me my favorite songs. And then the next day I'm there, I'm painting my friends, um, like, what do you call them? Like balcony wraparound veranda. They call them dicks in, um, in New Zealand, but they're called decks really. Um, dicks. and, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're the dick not today um and um there was this guy who was his garden pissed as a fart like 
big beer belly overhang like I was and he was there singing some of my favorite UB40 songs and I was like okay that's just so not what I asked for but I guess it really is what I asked for isn't it <laughs> be careful what you manifest <laughs> absolutely right but yeah, yeah. wow hmm. um, <laughs> so so much there so much so much uh, but you mentioned traveling and that was another thing I wanted <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with just bouncing around. We got a lot of energy this morning. Um, you mentioned traveling and that was one of the other thing I wanted to ask you about. You've done a lot of world traveling and you're currently doing a circumnavigation mm. sailing around the world. Is that correct? Mm. And so yeah. I wanted to ask you, I've done a lot of traveling myself and it's been, um, an incredible way to learn not only about the world, but, but about yourself. I find traveling is, is one way that you mm -hmm. just, you know, you peel back the layers and you find out who you really are. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of the profound mm -hmm. learnings and lessons you've, you've gained through your travels? Oh, well, you're going to have to read my next series of books, the mermaid's guide selection, um, <laughs> um, which actually I wasn't going to be kicking off until I actually land in America, but this year I've decided that like the book dropped in, The Mermaid's Guide to Digital Nomadism, that's coming out in April, I think. Uh, I've got Pandora, my next book in the sequel series, coming out in March. <laughs> and we're like, they're like, what? She how many books? I was like, yeah. Um, but... Um, <laughs> It really, I've always said the more we learn about others, the more we learn about ourselves. And the thing is, as I've, tra I mean, I've been to over 40, I've lived and worked in over 40 countries now. And I speak, I guess, five languages. Um, two of them not so fluently as the other three. Um, but it's really interesting when you mind map these languages and you look at this, for, I would say, and in the Quran, it says um, that for every difference you find in people, there are 33 similarities. And it's always really interesting looking at people, whether they're Southern Hemisphere, Equatorial, or whether they're Northern Hemisphere, um, and the relationship between men and women, especially around the equator, the women around the equator, they're like, rah! Like the, the fiery women. The the women in the northern hemisphere tend to be more reserved. And the women in the mm. southern hemisphere, they don't really give them money. They're, like, they're out there, they're doing it. Um, I mean, I will go into more into that in the Mermaid's Guide to Women. Um, but um, it's the I think the biggest thing for me is we're all the same. And it doesn't matter whether mm. what, what what color we are, what faith we are. Um, but the really ugly thing that I've noticed, especially here in Brazil, um, is the the amount of racism that's happening in the world and the amount of oppression. Um, and that's fired me up even more to um, expose a lot of it and to call people on their BS. And like here in Brazil. I would say probably 90% of the people in Brazil are not white, yet you have a government that is predominantly white. And the further south in Brazil you go, the whiter it is and the more um, affluent it is. And it's a real – and you look at what's going on in the government. And the other thing that I've noticed is everybody thinks that their country is the one that's worse done by that it's, the hard, it's really hard to do this here in this country. If I had a dollar for every person that said to me, it's really hard, I'd, I wouldn't need to sell any books. It really wouldn't because everybody thinks it's really hard to do stuff in their country. And, it, again, it comes back to the programming. You have been conditioned to believe everything is hard and that you need the government and you need this and you need, mm -hmm. the, you need this certificate you need to do this or you need to be like that person. You need to look this way. No, you don't. You just need to be you. You just need yeah. to believe in you. And the, the, the sooner we stop believing in authority and start believing in ourselves and start believing in each other, the better. And the moment we also acknowledge the fact that, you know what, 99.9% .9 of people on the planet are really, really kind and they will help you if you ask. 
No mm. one is out to stab you. No one's out to kidnap you. Mm. you know, I'm a single white woman traveling around the world on my own. And the amount of people that have offered me help and the amount of people that will help you when you ask, people are so generous and so loving. And there's nothing really to be mm. afraid of other than the demons that we've been programmed to believe in via TV, mm. radio and the government. They want to keep you in fear because it makes you unhealthy and it divides us. Mm, I totally agree. And what you just said resonated deeply for me. I interviewed um, a man named Michael Graziano in an earlier episode, and he became the first mm. uh, person to circumnavigate the globe and go to all 206, I think, nations recognized by the United Nations. And I asked him the same question. What's, what's one of the biggest takeaways from your journeys? And he said the same thing that you did, that... 99.9% of people are loving, they're kind, they want to help you, they just want to enjoy their lives, they want to be nourished, they want to be healthy, they want to love their children, and mm -hmm. that it's giving me chills just thinking about it. Um, but it comes back to, okay, well, why is there so much crime? Why is there racism? Why is there all this bullshit? It's because we are unconscious and we're allowing ourselves to be programmed by the people that want to control us. And like you said, they're interested mm -hmm. in keeping us scared, keeping us suspicious of each other, keeping us divided. And that's how we are conquered. And what we're seeing right now in the media is Absolutely. exactly the same thing. If you're not wearing a mask, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to call the cops on you because I'm programmed. I'm scared of you. Right. And so getting past yeah. that and getting over our own unconscious programming and conditioning, asking the questions and, and being true to ourselves and loving thy neighbor. Like, you know, these are the things we need to be focused on if we want to change the world. And one of the, my primary messages in my purpose is we've been taught that we're powerless as individuals. And that is, mm -hmm. couldn't be further than the truth. We are all incredibly powerful. Like you just said, a woman's body can create a human being inside of it. That is fucking unbelievable. We are unbelievably powerful <laughs> yeah, if we allow is. ourselves to be, right? And so we need to come back to that power. Absolutely. We need to recognize how powerful we are. And then as soon as we do, we start to create community and collaboration where we all rise together. And we are many, many, many people compared to the few that are trying to mm. control the world. And so now is the time for us to work together, but it starts individually. And it's, it's so powerful. And that's what gets me up every morning. It's like, yes, I can make a difference in the world. Absolutely, you can. And we have to remember that you only control something that you are afraid of. That's right. You only control your emotions because you're afraid of what they're going to tell you. The government only controls us because they know that you know, when we stand united, mm. we are even more powerful than when we stand alone. Totally. Okay. And we all look to people like Mandela or like Greta, what's the face? Um, and, you know, and all the other leaders out there, you know, sorry, Greta, I can't think what your surname is, love. Um, but, you know, we, we control fire because we don't want it to spread. We try and, and we've been made to, be so fearful of this now invisible monster because people are becoming aware that, you know, I don't need to be afraid of someone with brown skin. I don't need to be afraid of, you know, losing my job because I can create my own business. I don't need to be afraid of this or that because if that person can do it, that that I can do it. And this is one of the reasons why I work with biographical and autobiographical books because we are a role model for so many people and we mm. don't know that. We don't believe Everybody totally. needs a role model, and we've all got so many power, so much power in us, and so many powerful stories. But the other thing that really gets me is how, like, and for me, this is a really incredible thing. Like, we, the Egyptian people, when I lived out in Egypt and we overthrew Mubarak, okay. People didn't believe that that was going to be the fact that Egyptian people, that amount of people, got together. Um, you know, instead of talking about getting together, because you know, I love my Arab friends, I love my family, but Wallahi, <laughs> which is the name of my second book, but that we all got together and we formed in Tahrir Square, and you know, we overthrew a dictator of thirty years. And yes, Mohammed Morsi, he did some really great things, but yes, he was he was a scapegoat. And then they instilled the the evil that is now um, Sisi. But I said to people in the UK when he went to meet David Cameron, 
I don't like where this is going. Hmm. I really don't like where that is going. The fact that Cece is here meeting David Cameron, yeah, that makes me really, really nervous. That makes me really, really uncomfortable. And when I've been interviewed on the BBC, I mean, I remember Howie, one guy that interviewed me quite regularly, he said to me, Dawn, how do you, how do you know what's coming? I'm like, I pay attention, Howie. Come on, sort it out. <laughs> you know, pay attention. <laughs> and this is the thing. It's like we're at this point now where – Going back to the whole COVID thing, look at who is creating. I mean, I don't know whether people have um, done their research on Gibraltar at the moment. I don't know if that's actually reached Costa Rica. But um, I've been looking, because I heard a whisper, and you know these memes that come out, and, you know, I know quite a few scientists, like in the microbiology and, like, disease control, and I know a lot of doctors it kind of comes from having a lot of friends who are doctors and, you know, a father-in-law yeah. that's a doctor and all his friends are doctors and, you know, being a geek. And um, But when you look, and I also read about the genome theory and our DNA and our uh, DNA and all of these, um, but when you look at the people who started these pharmaceutical companies, who were they? Mm, okay, we'll look at that for a start. I'll just let people go down that. Then we follow the money. There was, a, um, there was a pharmaceutical company. It's been in existence for over 40 years. It's never done anything. But it's been sitting there nice and quietly in the background. From January to March last year, it made over $4.2 million in shareholder pricing. Who were those shareholders and what companies did they belong to? Oh, and now it's bringing out a vaccine. The vaccine was introduced into Gibraltar on the 10th of January this year. Um, and up until then, there'd only been 10 reported cases of COVID since January last year. On January the 10th this year, they introduced the vaccine, this tried and beautifully tested vaccine that, you know, oh, wow, that came out really quick when most vaccines take 10 to 12 years. Um, and between January 10th and January 28th, 70 people had died. Mm. Oh, that's really quite interesting. And then you're seeing companies like Merck, the M-E-R-C-K, they're pulling out of the vaccine. When we had kids, I don't know about you, what you did in Costa Rica, but when our kids used to get um, chicken pox, we used to put them together, let them all get chicken pox together. <laughs> because yeah. then it's done. Like, <laughs> And the thing is, it's like, when we stand in uproar at what happened in Nazi Germany, when everybody was hustled into those cow sheds and then gassed, what? So because we're doing it one by one with an injection, that makes it okay, does it? But if we put loads of people into a gas chamber and put this poison into them that way, that's wrong. Mm. Now, yes, there were some racial um, issues going on with that, and people began, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. But, yes, believe I said that. Because what you do with that and what you make of that is up for you to go and do your own learning. Now, you know, the other good thing people need to start doing um, is getting a virtual private network. Because the thing is, I change my virtual private network location on a daily basis. I, this last week, I've been in South Africa. I have been in Gothenburg. I've been with Batman. Um, I've been in Miami. I've been in Madrid. I have been in New Zealand and in Australia. And the news reporting in each of those countries, I've also been in Madagascar with the penguins um, and Alex the lion, which was great fun. Um, and, um, <laughs> you know, and you when you look at how the news is reported and there are scientific reports that are allowed, to be publicised, take Al Jazeera and the BBC and News France, for example. The way in mm. which that is reported, the way in which the Egyptian uprising was reported, mm -hmm. you know, that was that's why I wrote Wallahi because I went I went back to the UK and I saw how people had understood the Egyptian uprising. I'm like, that didn't happen. That's not what was going on. That's mm. not what the what the hell? I'm going to write a book. I can't be doing with all this, right? Yeah. And this is the thing. It's like when we look at the news and we look at what scientific reports are being uh, released by people we trust, not by the government. We never trusted them. No one's trusted the government. 
But all of a sudden, mm. we're trusting them. We have to stop believing their bullshit. Mm. We have to start going, actually, why have I now started to believe that there is this invisible monster that actually switches off and switches on every time I want to eat something? And I'm allowed to do that, but I'm not allowed to do that. And why are they not, you know, it, the deals that COVID is doing with so many places around the world, it, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it really should be a business mentor. It's making so much money for people. Yes. And I think what we're talking about is awakening. When we talk about awakening, it's what does that mean? And part of it, a big part of it mm -hmm. is how we make sense of the world. And it's not just deferring mm -hmm. our power to one media source or one government. It's really doing our own research and being able to uh, hold multiple perspectives, like go to Al Jazeera, go to CNN, go to inter, um, independent media and try to, you know, get mm -hmm. a, a landscape of what everybody's reporting because everything has spin. Everything has mm -hmm. signal and noise. There's some truth and there's some bullshit, right? And so it's our job to become more discerning. Okay. What, what is in the best interest of Al Jazeera to report versus CNN? You know, okay, what's what's mm. the spin? What angle are they presenting? And then try to discern what is the truth and come to our own truth based on it. And this is sense-making is mm. at the basis of everything we do because it informs our choice-making. So if we can't make sense of the world, how can we make good choices? It's impossible, Absolutely. right? And so at the basis, at the basis of sense-making. How can we be a good judge? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, we're both very passionate people, and this is a very important topic and at a crucial time in history. So, like, these are the conversations mm -hmm. I started this podcast to have. Like, let's not beat around the bush anymore. This is this is go time. This is end of times. If we're not awakened and informed and making good choices, this is all going to go south very quickly, and it already is. Mm -hmm. And so, Absolutely uh, is. and. Uh, and again, I wanted to make this this podcast as practical as possible by offering things that people can do. And what we're talking about, how to make sense of the world, is based on your knowledge of yourself. Because if you're unconscious, then you're unconscious of your emotional triggers, which is exactly what the media and the propaganda and the government are banking on. You don't understand your own emotions. And so we're going to push your buttons and get you to do exactly what we want you to do because we have done the research on psychology and how fear manipulates and they know exactly how to do it and they execute clinically. And so it's our job to become aware of our own emotional triggers and how we're manipulated through fear in the, pre in the media and propaganda and then become discerning about what media we take in and find out where the truth is. And that's how we change the world by changing ourselves first. So what I wanted to ask you is what are some of the practices and techniques you use specifically to stay grounded, to stay healthy, to stay creative and stay conscious? Okay. Right. So first of all, the first thing I do every day is I create before I consume. That mm, would be the first it. thing. Yeah. Yes. So I create, I, so I start my writing. I'll do my marketing. Like I create, um, in my own space. I never have an alarm wake me up. I sleep. I mean, mm. God, you don't want, like, I sleep eight hours. And I also have a nana nap. You know, I like sleep. Sleep is one of the biggest rejuvenation things, um, which is why when I found that Ariana Huffington book, Sleep Revolution, I was like, oh, my God, I love this. I know I'm going to love this because it was all about sleep. So get some sleep because when you're tired, you make bad decisions. <laughs> totally create before you can consume before you consume that is a game changer um so create your day create your week create your month create your chat like write your chapters write your own marketing write next level of your business plan whatever it is that you want to do create your own future believe that you have the power to create your own future um the other thing I would say is when you're looking at all of these different things out there, think about the people that you've always trusted, the people who's always told you the truth, the people who would admit when they're wrong. And if you are now doubting them to choose to believe the government, mm. then consider that you are brainwashed. Because if you are now choosing to believe the government who you have distrusted forever over a friend 
who you've always trusted and who's always told you the truth, then, you know, maybe you need to reassess that. The other thing I would say is, and we've used Al Jazeera, the BBC and uh, News de France or whatever it is now. Um, Look at all of these people. What are the truth? What are the common truths that, or what are the commonalities Mm. that they're putting out there? Mm-hmm. Because, like you say, the Al Jazeera method and the BBC method, I mean, BBC said there weren't that much going on in Egypt. State TV in Egypt said there was only a few hundred people in um, Tahrir Square. Um, and, you know, Al Jazeera was saying, you know, the real numbers that were, of us that were out there. Um, and the thing is, is like, okay, why are we doing this? Why is this person saying this? And what's this person saying? And what are these doctors saying? Okay, why is this doctor being silenced? Why is this report now being removed? Why is it when we, like the fact checkers don't um, remove the things that are blatant lies, but they will keep the ones that, because they want to silence. So start Mm -hmm. looking at the commonalities. Start looking at the gaps I mean, they say mm. mind the gap in London when you're boarding the tube, right? Yeah, mind that gap <laughs> because it's in the gap. Look at the gaps in your knowledge. Mm. Because if a friend, I mean, my friends, they kind of know that I will go down the rabbit hole. People that know me know I go down the rabbit hole. And I love having a cup of tea with Alice and the caterpillar. Absolutely love it. Um, and, me too. You know, the thing is they know that – I'm traveling the world. I'm seeing firsthand. And I'm like, well, I don't get it. I don't, the things that you don't get, ask yourself, why are you not getting it? Mm. Asking yourself, what doesn't make sense? Because if you have got something that doesn't make sense, go and learn about it. Trust mm. yourself. I mean, I, I always say to people, you have to trust yourself to trust yourself to trust others. Mm, totally. Because if you don't trust yourself and you don't trust your own learning and your own capability of learning and understanding, why the hell are you trusting someone you don't even know? Why are you hating mm-hmm. someone you don't even know? And why have you allowed people that have manipulated and oppressed and suppressed and gone to war in your name and messed around with your education system by putting your new education bills on the bottom of an anti-terrorism bill so you're not going to question it and they can pass it through government really, really easily. Mm -hmm. Why are you now trusting people that you've never trusted over a friend who's always had your back? Mm. do your own research and don't say to people oh well you've got to prove that to me before i'm Mm. gonna believe you no prove it to yourself you're capable of reading you are capable of so much more and i don't think you really want me to give you 22 years worth of resources from over 40 different countries and ethnicity, like I've done my research, I've got to where I am Mm. and to the level of confidence in what I speak. And if I am putting something out there that's not true, then every single book, every single podcast, every single article and everybody who trusts me, if I put anything out there that is not true, that I have not backed up with my own research, my whole career goes down the toilet. Yeah. Everybody who's ever trusted me to speak the truth, their credibility is called into question. Why would I do mm-hmm. that to myself, to my children, and to all those people who have believed in me? Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. And if people come to me and say, Dawn, you were wrong about this, I'm like, okay, where, how do you know I was wrong? Show me. Please show me. Because if I have been wrong, I want to correct it. I want to learn. Yeah. And that's they would be my five key things. Eat healthy, get sleep. Create before you consume, do your own research and trust the people you've always trusted, not the people you've always distrusted. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful wisdom. Thank you for sharing that. I think cognitive dissonance is, I think, is what you're referring to in that last point about when you've been programmed with a belief and you've held it for most of your life, 
and then you're presented with evidence to the contrary, it creates a dissonance in your cognitive ability. Mm -hmm. And that is incredibly uncomfortable and incredibly painful. And you, so you dismiss the evidence and say, well, this is my belief. I can't, you can't hold both of them at the same time, but we need to be questioning everything we've been taught, everything we believe, everything you need to question. Don't take anything for granted. And you're right. Mm -hmm. Do your own research. Amazing. Don Bates, we could talk for days and days and days, but it's already been an hour. So I want to, I want to be cognizant of your time. I'm just going to ask you one more question before I let you go. And it's this, if you were to take Mm -hmm. all of your experiences, all of your knowledge, all of your wisdom, distill them down into one message or one sentence, what would it be? I think I'm going to bring uh, something else that I'm known for saying is gift yourself permission to give yourself permission to have permission to be yourself. Mm. Gift yourself permission to give yourself permission to be yourself. No. Gift yourself permission to give yourself permission to have permission to be yourself. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Don Bates, always yeah, a pleasure. Too. Thank thank mm. you so much for coming on. Do you want to let people know where they can find you online? Yeah, they can find me on um, like social media, like Instagram and Bookface um, and Twitter at, um, at Real Dawn Bates because I have that there to keep myself real and not to get uh, too caught up in, you know, the fabulousness of life. Um, and, um, or they can go to my website, dawnbates.com and on there are all my books, podcasts. Um, yeah, just type my name in Google. You'll find me. There's about four and a half million hits every day. So I think that's about, uh, there's enough resources on there for people to find me. Oh, wow. Amazing. Thank you so much again, Don, for taking the time to be with you're us welcome. today. Thank really you appreciate so it. Yeah. Love you. Thank you for everything you're doing in the world. I love you too, very much. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe, rate, and review. For more information and show notes, head on over to being-podcast.com. We'll see you next time. And remember, live your being.